I want a dyke for Eminem. I want an Eminem with AIDS, and I want a fag for Eminem. And I want an Eminem with no health insurance. And I want an Eminem who grew up in a place where the earth is so saturated with toxic waste that they didn't have a choice about getting leukemia. And I want an Eminem that had an abortion at 16. Um, and I want Art and Labor. Hi, everybody. <laughs> that is a poem by uh, Daniel Soto that I accidentally stole because friend of the podcast... Eric Kosick Williams sent it to me <laughs> unattributed, and I was like, I just need to do this. I need, and I made a the, the a little meme out of it because um, I'm Eminem crazy right now. I'm Eminem crazy. <laughs> Scat daddy. Um, That's real of course, remix from Zoe Leonard. So it's like I didn't feel bad stealing it, but then I found out who did it, and I wanted to attribute it for formally attribute it to. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's valid that, that's like a lot of serious research <laughs> a lot of uh control replace eminem <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean the historical reference on its own though like you might have had to like participate in some kind of a bfa course or something <laughs> well, like me like I, I didn't like yeah i didn't like ha- like take queer theory when i was an undergrad um Probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. I think it was better for me that way. I did it. I did it in like a free class at Silent Barn, like after college, which I think was good for me. Oh God, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. Applicable. I think it was definitely way healthier. Um, but I just I like discovered Zoe Leonard randomly working at Art Form. I was like, just like saw like uh, the piece of hers and or theirs. I don't even know, but like. And then that's like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just stealing all the time. I stole the zine from art form, whatever it was that, that had a bunch of, um, a bunch of her poetry in it. It might be worth money. I don't know, but I have it and I stole it from art form. That's beautiful. And you, you should, I think you should steal as much as you can, especially of a thing that doesn't benefit the creator. <laughs> okay why why are you thinking about the green m&m uh who isn't right now it's uh, completely permeated our entire culture the trans her her newest transformation this is honestly not her first transformation real heads know that she's transitioned from a a, a boy m&m to a girl m&m like that's already canon but her new transition from you know high femme to butch um, sporty Butch is now in the news. Oh yeah, and it's riling up the conservatives, <laughs> <laughs> including me. Uh... <laughs> yeah, wait. This androgynous Eminem is even more sexier, but like in a subtle way, where I'm like, maybe I want to wrestle with you. I'm confused. <laughs> well, I like that the brown Eminem. It's considered like it's considered androgynous to go from a st- like a kitten heel to a block heel. Because that yeah. was that was the Tucker Carlson <laughs> implication. He was very concerned about shoes, and honestly, me too. Um, I was very concerned about the green M&M losing her go-go boots. I thought it was like, very important to her, her queer identity. And, you know, to all the queer little kids out there um, getting horny from the M&M's commercials like me. And I just, I felt some semblance of solidarity with Tucker Carlson when he came out as a guy who wants to fuck the M&M's. Because, like, dude, me too. <laughs> 
I'm dead. Um, also, you know, it's like, but I love it because really, you're not losing anything by just gaining a new representation of M and M's, and like we should just remember that like representation is always like an additive process every single time. No. <laughs> that I mean, that's right. And also, it's it's funny that horseshoe theory is real for like gay people and um, like Fox News conservatives. Oh yeah, on yeah on the queenie spectrum. Yes. <laughs> Queenie Spectrum. Trump is on it too, of course. It's part of like living in New York. The culture that you absorb is gay culture. And so like you f- associate that so hard with New York culture and then by extension like Times time Square by extension like uh, Super Bowl and then the rest of America. It is America. The M&Ms are America. When people complain about um, like the the mass feminization, they they don't realize that it's actually just um, like splice into your movies and cut into your podcasts, and <laughs> you know that we've got it all on lock. It's it's Fight Club, but in reverse. We're just teaching people how to you know have more tits. See, this is yeah, this is the problem with 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 like the Tucker Carlson mindset, very repressed, and it, it also it doesn't make any sense even like from a conservative standpoint, if you're a conservative, you'd want the green M&M to detransition and go back to when there were little blobby cartoons and there was like a light brown M&M for some reason. And yeah, the the tan. tan. Yeah. That's right. Before blue, blue is actually a retcon of the original um, M&Ms. And like, that's the real return to tradition that we need Uh, as for in a, in a conservative mindset. That's the thing. That's what they don't understand. That they're not going far enough. No, I'm kidding. I, I couldn't keep it up. I was like, oh, oh no. Oh. But this is like what happens when you give when you give like a uh, 22 year olds the the Wendy's Twitter account. You know. It, well, that's okay. It's the same. I'm, like yes. that's there's a horseshoe there too. There is a horseshoe. Okay, but then it's like, uh, he's like, oh, um, they're making everything sexless and non-binary and 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 whatnot. Um, was like the Chiron, was the Chiron miserable and non-binary? Yes, yeah. like, <laughs> it's so funny because like back when we used to do like do something like like me, Alec, and River like had this bit once like just riffing where we were like we made up like a conservative. Who is like, all right, I'm cool with I'm cool with trans people. You're a woman, you're a woman. It's fine. You say you're a man, you say you're a man, but pff, non-binary? What? There's or like <laughs> like I forget what it was. It was like it's like there's there's three genders: man, woman, and trans. No other. <laughs> like <laughs> like just like be like, yeah, I'm cool with like people literally changing like one spectrum to another, but like, God forbid, there's anything else on the spectrum. Binary star system only. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's too confusing when you just see someone and they're like, I don't know, I'm comfortable really not defining myself, and they're like, I'll define you with my fucking fist. <laughs> That's like literally what happened with the Tucker Carlson. Like, yeah. Green Eminem is sexy and a lady now, and we must yeah, <laughs> maintain yeah. her sexy lady status. And if she goes butch, Dude, <laughs> that's totally that's totally a thing, though. It's really weird to like hear like hear um, straight dudes talk about like tea porn, like tea girls, like 
just and just being like no it's like this is actually like no it's cool like it's straight now because they're like a lady <laughs> and i'm like but it oh okay like uh, i don't i don't know okay straight people like that's the thing straight is a mindset that's what i was getting at like earlier we were talking off but i think straight is a mindset and they all have to break out of out of the mindset and it's like you could be in like quote-unquote straight passing relationship but not really be straight like you know what i mean like there's a way this is in the mind in, in and the you mind. gotta kill the straight person in your head and that's the most important thing people go for the outside they think oh what if i pass but in the opposite way but at some point if you're trying so hard to pass you're just straight again yeah. also wow. no that's very true and that's 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 the assimilationist gay that's the that's that is the that is the quintessential like um yeah like i you know i'm just a, a chest and Buttigieg, you know and i'm normal just like everybody else. like pete that's like pete Buttigieg yeah. is straight like, because yeah, like like uh, pete giving the speech about how he wishes yes. he wasn't gay oh, is this yeah. awful really yeah. Sad, yeah it's yeah. just yes. it's like oh my god are you serious you, like no you have this chance to lift people up and instead you play like the shame card just like yeah you know i would like it's just like really hard so i would choose not to do it and like motherfucker you had a layup right there for like inspiration <laughs> fuck but that's yeah i mean and that's why like he's the only thing that we get and like why like oftentimes like representation is so hollow because like the representation that we get is just like so um so conformed to straight ideals it's been yeah representation has been like means tested to shit and it's been market tested and financialized and this is why identity politics needs to have a serious revision it's because whatever we're dealing with and struggling with it's not something for the marketplace <laughs> yes but yeah and then my main problem with like most of the times like critics of identity politics refuse to recognize their own identity politics so like the straight mindset they'll never recognize that that the straight and the and whiteness too, that is an identity politic. Yeah, and those uh, yeah and like those are the same people who might be like, oh my god, I'm American and I feel like I have no culture. Like, just a, like, oh okay, you're the absence of culture. You also don't speak with an accent. Like, yeah. oh okay, cool. No, 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 yeah, you're the, and everyone has to bring you their culture, and then you feel ashamed. Like, no, I'm not ashamed <laughs> of of um of the the only american culture the m&ms the only real american culture is the m&ms uh, don't forget musical theater musical theater yes but it was originally regional new york it's it's becoming more like touring well, new york's still a part of america technically yes. so but here's my thing with a lot of like quote-unquote american culture it is regional also yeah. because we're such a large fucking country and we should balkanize like oh my god <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what the things that hold the country together are things like the Super Bowl and that's why it's tied in with mili the military and yeah. why we have to be conditioned constantly with like these big spectacles that like yes we are a unified country we're one country we're one country oh, because we're not really. <laughs> that being that being said I I do think that like I'm from Texas and they like 
you know, I'm I'm not like interested in the U.S. state, but there should be a chokehold on Texas politics by some sort of, just because I don't want them to be their own state. They'd it'd be really horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, they can't just like like, oh hey, we're a country and we do everything we want to and. Because they could. Just the that's borders. the problem. Because yeah. they could. Because that's like there's. I want. I want all of the Texas resources to not be in Texas. Go away. Fuck Texans. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, God. Just... Yeah. Let's let's like lock them in and Any... then let them fight it out. <laughs> Any, anything north of like San Antonio. Just fuck them. Like... I think we should give Texas to Mexico. Yeah. Reparations. Yeah. 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 Reparations. Yeah. yeah just look. And so SoCal. Can we just um give the louisiana purchase back to the yeah. native americans yeah. can we just ju- yeah. oh sorry about all of that that is the good end the good end the good end the good type of balkanization would be like yeah. like uh, part of france yeah <laughs> like like yeah. like the tri- like different tribes in the different states like like we're like really organizing and be and and taking a, a stake in it or something would be really interesting like chippewa yeah, that'd be cool. I would definitely prefer to live on a reservation. But it's like I think there's a a reason why like they you know they have to keep like they pump they pump in problems into into the reservations on purpose because if they were to organize they would have like a a real stick and claim on things like it's kind of happening in Canada in weird different ways like with the um no. the fishermen and stuff. Absolutely. It's occupied territory. Yeah. It's like sure maybe we'll afford you some like m- meager uh revenue from casinos and stuff. Yeah. It's just like the worst I don't know. Just like the idea of like having that be a major source of income for your ancestral land to be maintained is that's so... representational politics too yeah that's like see look you guys have the casinos it's like no some fucking capitalist who's native has the casinos yeah exactly like it's not me like you know it's not like you're it's not like us or whatever it's like it's it's this one guy yeah <laughs> but yeah i guess that's our little opening on american culture it's the state of it <laughs> it's real and it's terrifying, and it's all around the globe, and that's why you think it doesn't belong to you, because it's everywhere. Yeah, I guess we should say, too, that, like, it's a lot of it, like, these, you know, fun, these fun conversations about mascots, like, just, like, you know, shield the fact that the chocolate trade is entirely reliant on uh, child slavery, horrible conditions, like, these multinationals, like, like, think about, like, Stephen Donzinger, like, being in in jail and then house arrest and house arrest again or whatever. Like, because he tried to hold one of these multinational corporations accountable and um, went through all – went through everything correctly and still got slammed, still got – got it, – it's it, – because they run the country. They are the country. And that they protect – they protect – this colonization and slavery that we impose on the rest of the world and and as a sweet segue you know where those colonizing slaveholders like to spend their money oh do tell uh in the art world okay cool here we go (laughs) 
I got an announcement to make, everyone. There's this document that came out. It's called Larry's List uh, something 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 atrocious. Leisure suit Larry's List. (laughs) Shout out to a friend. Here it is. It's so nasty. The Art Collector Instagram Attention Report uh, by... And it's it's collaboration between two um, tastemakers, uh, Namak and Larry's List, and like, oh my god, dude, oh my god, is Larry's List an Instagram as well? Yeah, Larry's List is an Instagram, um, and it's also a website that a lot, a lot, a lot of art people in the industry pay attention to. Like, a lot of small galleries I see following them, a lot of people, like, a lot of artists, because they show what art looks like in installation shots when it gets to the collector's home. And so that sort of is, like, this very enticing look into, like, what do you want to see? Like, oh, yeah, I want to be in this collection with this furniture. I want to be showing in this person's house. Like, people train themselves to see everything in terms of, like, well, if this rich person likes you, that's really good. And if that rich person likes you, that's sort of good. But then they're jockeying to be the most liked rich person to the artist so that they can grow their capital. They do it through this Instagram. (laughs) You want to be in the salon on the eye level paintings, not the paintings up right by the ceiling. Oh, yeah. You You don't want to be by the ceiling. No. And then you want to be the only one on the wall, but like in the dining room, you know, or like where people will see you, like in the living room where everybody is going to be. You have a really nice lounge set up and then the room is like lined by your favorite Avery Singer paintings. Um, Okay, so it's like. So yeah, so so it's got the, it's cornered the like collectors collective like Instagram like I, or, like I don't know like it has the yeah it's like it's like sort of um all right so they all right they attach it to this uh like um how do you say it so they're like an aggregate right yeah, yeah, yeah they're just yeah I mean, they're like an aggregate yeah, yeah. site on on its face but then they also do this um metrics that they just came out with and they like periodically make up ways to dissect the art world and to make it like digestible to people who are from the financial world mm. because they're always trying to get people to like buy into the market and they want to like catch everyone and like teach them about the value of like investing in these different you know artist stories and like you know like how valuable an artist story is you know and like so they have this whole thing about like okay well you know Rashid Johnson is really in the lead right now and he is a black man so that means something about like the way we're understanding race you know because we think he's worth money then that means we're, like, not racist, <laughs> you know? It really reminds me of, like, the OK Cupid reports that would come out occasionally. I don't think oh anyone God. pays attention to them anymore, but it would be, like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, it was, like, here's how we can play around with our data. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's... Uh, and I think you're right in that it's it's all just meant to funnel you into being part of the data set, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, you're reading it because you want to be in the data set. I was reading it because I want to be in the data set. Yeah, that's how I feel about like all of all like 
all of like the financial firms in general, like in even like the one we, we covered previously on the show, that masterworks, that dot IO that was like mm-hmm. trying to like, you know, gamify out like this is how much an Andy Warhol is worth. This is how much of yeah. Basquiat is worth or whatever. And like, you know, like it's just it's just black pools. It's over and over again, just a, a group of speculators deciding on what to speculate and and it yeah and it makes sense that like that's like a, a direction that people are going as with as far as like diversifying your portfolio is like how can we gamify that but then like so here's the weird thing though because this is like a secondary class of collectors that they're um trying to bring in into like the pyramid scheme of art collecting because the people who are like really setting you know, all of the auction prices, the people who are consistently, like, um, making careers, quote-unquote, like, managing markets of artists on, like, higher levels. They've been doing it for generations. Um, And, you know, they're, like, making their collections into private institutions. They're, like, playing the whole um, taxes, like, tax write-off for everything. And they're like not on Instagram. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the people who are like really, really hardcore running things are just running things and then someone else is Instagramming for them. Yeah. They're they're like having their secretaries print out emails so that they can <laughs> read them at their desk. Yeah. Yeah. Like give me the dossier and then like I'll just give you the charge card. Yeah. And then there's like this fleet of people who are all art advisors and they're all like, you know, these, you know, managing collections and everything. And they're like, okay, who are we looking at? Who do we think is important? And like, who's in this visible marketplace? And they're all discussing how like visibility is so important because it allows people like that connectivity and all of the like, California ideology bullshit has like seeped completely into their market strategies finally. And so now they're like, oh, okay, we will always look for like which people are collecting what and then start building these patterns off of it. And it's like, okay, cool. At the heart of this is a top 10 list of like what country a person is from, what race they are what their gender is like how do they present like and then the impulse yeah (laughs) it's yeah and it's like artists are being turned into human stock and then pitted against each other and then art education is like sort of attached to that like well you want to be ready for the market you're going into right so we want to take all of these like cia courses all the like (laughs) you know all that like like, okay you know we're gonna really get into our personal feelings and we're not really gonna think about questioning any systems that's right we're not gonna think about you know making any direct statements because direct statements in the art world might be complicated but i feel like that's actually like, I, I don't think that people in art school right now are, I, or I think they're taking a lot of their teachers to task on that. Um, well, for good reason, yeah, though, yeah, right? exactly. But, you know, that was definitely, like, I mean, I totally accepted that. And when I was in art school 10 years ago, and I think that, like, most, it definitely the people in my school, for the most part, did. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at Purchase, they tried to introduce like an entrepreneurial BFA, and then people were like, this is fucking stupid. What does this mean? And I yeah, think they, I think they just like walked it back, but the, it was like a, it was like a kind of like, like, because there's all these like weird majors at Purchase that aren't like, they're, they aren't BFAs, but they're like art business. No, that's the thing. Everybody goes to school and they're like, I wish I could learn about the business side of things. I wish I knew. I wish I was prepared. Oh my God, I'm working at a restaurant. What the fuck? All of these people are getting shows and I'm not. And it's like, yeah, because if someone was to actually tell you the business of the art world, they'd be telling you about the rampant exploitation that goes into it. Yeah. And you can't like spill the secret sauce. I mean, you could try, but even when you say it, it's outdated because it's different people all the time, yeah. and then they're deciding to do insider trading. Like, <laughs> no, it's literally like I, it's it's better to be like real about it. I I feel like if it's, <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I no, I'm trying to think like if I should talk about um a particular professor that my friends had who taught like business of of comics oh my god tell yeah absolutely yeah i mean but it like uh, from what i heard like he did a good job so it was like it was dan nadell who you know is a, a famous like uh curator publisher he used to do picture box stuff like that and you know picture box had to fold you know picture box was incredibly like popular people loved it and still had to fold and and so like people would like take his class and get like sad like oh this is like you know like oh but it's oh, like comics like comics oh are comics hard. are hard oh yeah. like yeah dude like that's why they all die at 50 like <laughs> Ser no seriously like like you know in the no, in the tr truly, truly there is nothing more um unsatisfying than than finishing a comic and just holding a tiny like a, a tiny cube in your hand you're like wow i just lost three years of my life uh <laughs> But you get it back in joy. It's so you know, small. People, it's they read it and they love it and they connect to your story. It is wonderful when it does connect. Like, it is wonderful. But it's like that. And that community aspect, I think, is important to, like, teach and show people, too. It was, like, really important to me in undergrad to, like, build out, like, a zine festival and, like, show people, like, this is what it takes to, like, sell your shit. And, like... Yeah. Most places will charge a table fee and it sucks. And like, you know, but that's what like, I love the teachers that would tell me like, oh, you have to get a crew and don't like, don't lose sight of what really is important is like, you have to protect each other because it yes. sucks. Like, just don't believe that you're going to make money doing this. Or like, if you make money, just like the amount of like psychic energy that it takes to manage the money changes the art that you make also and like you know everybody talks about it getting more complicated once you go into these kind of agreements with like uh the business side of the industry whatever art you do or whatever like and it is it's it's dramatic it's like very dramatic <laughs> i don't know you can see like why everybody's like Oh yeah, I tried that and I, I quit. <laughs> like, well, I think it's it's also tough because like a lot of people who like go into art like have a very like, 
I believe in myself and my work and me and it's my individual practice. And it's like, yeah. And then you end up making, yeah, it's like, oh my God. Okay. I'm a white woman. So I make art about femininity and domestic servitude. Oh my God. And like the dark side of domesticity though. I just, I just made a table, but it's on the wall. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the plates and silverware are on it. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, oh my God. Fuck. How are we going to serve our husbands this way? And oh. I, I made a tablecloth for it. There's, Sorry, that's so No, funny. it is. I There is, like, and, all right, to walk so it back, mean. every single piece of art that comes out of, like, pain is, you know, like, I, it. that pain is, is real, and, like, trying to communicate that pain is valid. Yes, yes, yeah. And, but if you're just going, like, algorithmically through subjects that you know get attention, and then you're like, oh, uh, okay sure have i struggled eh, i've struggled enough i'm gonna just take up the struggle now by making things that are like really easily saleable and then i'm just gonna cash out and then i'm gonna complain when somebody doesn't like my post yeah <laughs> well we we never talk about how damaging uh cindy sherman was to all movements <laughs> damn she was just so cinematic wormed her way into blackface and um yeah. like, I mean I've fuck I mean I've I was very influenced by Cindy Sherman in a lot of ways but because of I, trying to um figure out like internet identities and 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 how people split all that up and it's like it becomes like yeah, it becomes really weird to collect all those identities together. And I mean, it's fine. I used to, I used to be a big like Carly Schneeman fan. Oh, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> I totally still am. Yeah, Carly Schneeman rocks. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> there's just, there's just like levels to it, and I think that's the scary thing of what's happening right now with stuff like Larry's List and just, like, this kind of codification of how we're um, degrading the spirit of art that's possible to experience when you actually see someone you like. And, like, Carly Schneeman, oh, my God, talk about someone who deserved to, like, have dignity in her life. Like, the way that she was fucking suffering to death from cancer while everyone studied her in history books was insane. Yeah. And then you have generations of artists who are like, Oh, I'm just like inspired by Carly Schneeman. So I just did this cool little thing, but I figured out how to make like an addition and sell it all. And I did it <laughs> naked. Oh. Yeah. That's the real anyway. And Instagram won't let me show my nipples and I am so <laughs> fucking cheesed off guys. How did they even know it's a female nipple? Ugh, just go to a fucking drag show about it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go outside. God. Yeah. Touch dick. Oh <laughs> or tit or vag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go outside and get a handful. Yeah. <laughs> Have sex. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that's the thing that the, the constant internalization of, 
that like artists like go through about this and then like that they're being made to feel by these like lists and by Instagram itself, the platforms themselves um, is really bad. Like people need to get reconnected with like who, yeah, who are your friends? Like there, are they just in little apps or do you, are you, actively a part of like where you live and like what are in like and the, the 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 scenes around you are real and you can get into them and like be a part of like uh like have your individual practice within this like group and feel supported by this group kind of more locally and like i Here's the fucked up thing, because, like, a lot of people just do feel that way. Because it's, like, we're all suffering, like, the same forces. So a lot of people are, like, yeah, I'm a small business. I'm, like, having to deal with the fact that at the end of every tax year, I'm giving back, like, a third of my money or something insane like that. And, like, how do you even have that much money in your bank account? Like, who among us has a third of their entire year's money in their bank account to just fork over to the government all at once every year? <laughs> like, who? I love to see it. But, like, um, you know, everyone's like, we're a community. We're a business community. And I would like to say to the, like, your community, like, what about the people who would hang out with you when you're unemployed? What about the people who would hang out with you if you were not making a show for them? What about the people who um, are not art writers or, like, yeah. who are not uh, curators? Like, the people who just like you because they think you're funny. Like, yeah, peop- like, you know, people who would support you if your Instagram got nuked arbitrarily mm-hmm. um, and you can't get it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone who doesn't love you just for your numbers <laughs> i know i was just telling my my friends that um <laughs> my friends today like uh, who they do the like you wouldn't download a podcast podcast <laughs> um <laughs> they're great uh but like you know so, so like they're like in they're like instagram people and i'm like i love you guys like as my neighbors you know like as like like w- I'm not just like doing the podcast to to do your like to like like I would like anybody who's like my neighbor and has a podcast I will court like that's very easy for me to go over to your house and do the podcast and that's very fun you know. (laughs) <laughs> like oh let me pencil you in i'm not sure my tour dates are like all over the place <laughs> well like i think in particular in new york relationships can be very transactional because like a lot of psychos move here yes which is like fine but um no it's not they should go back where they came from well there are a lot of like homegrown psychos too uh, uh, absolutely yeah. yes and, and uh they should just they should be they should be segregated to staten island and oh god they kind of are are. Um, but i but that like i i remember or williamsburg i was trying to like i was trying to write like a a card to my friend and i was trying to tell them like you know i know that you're really upset that it seems like your life isn't going anywhere and you're not doing the things that you wanted to do but like the the stuff you do is not relevant to like our relationship in my life you know like the reason that we're friends is not because of those things and I was like wait a minute is that how people feel about me like (laughs) (laughs) 
know when you yeah. and then you look at everyone with suspicion like why are you my friend no, but it's like well, no i don't i don't have to because i really don't have anything going on other than this no. so like <laughs> no but that's the funniest time to ask it's like wait a minute do you like do you want my chips what the fuck <laughs> I love like adding you and Darcy because it's like yeah it's like it doesn't matter like like Darcy I know from school like I don't like Darcy made it big on Twitter or whatever but it's like and is now too big for the podcast made it big on Twitter <laughs> but it's like it you know it was like a it was just uh, fun to talk to good vibe it doesn't matter I don't care like and it, and we have similar politics like that's it for like that's it for me <laughs> like. Yeah. it's all it takes folks it's all it takes yeah it's just it's just really weird like to look at the incentivization for like oh okay well that's so this is the nice chill beginning stages of your career where you're just hanging out with your friends and you really actually have friends and you like them and then like in the artist arc you're always supposed to be like oh shit I met a manager and they want to sign the band and then you like go and then you find out that the manager is also like a business person and then you're like oh my god I'm shocked like they're putting secret messages under the Josie and the Pussycat song <laughs> <laughs> I want to tweak our content. I mean, this is like, yeah, this is the thing. It's like, oh uh, no, I like I would respect I respect my friends and so much for like forging their own path and things and, and like and like that's like when like I'm like yes, I will do like I will do free PR for people I believe in because I know that it's like, it's all, we all like believe in each other's stuff and we're all like going to support each other's stuff. And like, and I have that trust in other people that it will all come full circle. Like, and, and it does. And it does. It actually does. This is like a real community. It's so crazy. <laughs> and sometimes it, in like in DIY spaces, it, 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 it's, it, it can get a little fucking, um, you can get overworked and it's, and it can be really frustrating and, and there, and there are people who like shoulder way more than everybody else. And, and it's unequitable, but it's like, all of that is like, if it's, if it's got healthy channels of communication open, people can address that. And, and so like, I'm always interested in, in giving people the space to talk about all that stuff and like, and really think about it. Like whether that's, whether that's through like a, a a unionization effort or like a um a more like informal thing like a panel or like you know uh just a hangout zone like yeah. it like it, uh, that's why I like doing events and like every yeah, once in a while and stuff like, like that make an environment but then that being said yeah artists need money yeah we need money to live actually everyone needs money <laughs> Without money, it's super hard to do fucking anything because you're working like 80 hours a week and then when you go home, you just want to go to sleep or you just want to drink too much beer or you just want to stop caring about yourself. You don't want to go and make an environment for all your friends to hang out. Yeah. And like you could try to monetize that space to be like, okay, we'll all pitch in to pay for whatever and like... Uh, you know, we'll all pass the same $5 around. But there's also something to be said for like, okay, no, I do participate in like trying to find a way to interface with this 
massive wealth. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that, like, I don't actually think that the transactional relationship thing is necessarily bad in New York. You just got to understand what it is. I think a lot of times people go into it thinking that, like, they are friends with each other, but actually, I, that's also just a very like big city thing. Any big city, you you got fake friends. Well, you need you need whisper <laughs> with a, these type of like whisper networks, these types of like gossip. It's good. It's a good thing to like know like that guy doesn't pay enough. Yeah. That guy exploits young people. That guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy will, shit. Will cut your drawing up into smaller drawings so you can sell them individually yeah <laughs> yeah i just plugged it into my calculator yeah. and i realized i'd make more but it's yeah it's not gonna come from staying siloed on the big tech platforms because that's what they want and that's what they're cultivating is like the siloing off of like um you know we um uh what's the the like mechanical man like we've we've made the perfect artist we've we've algorithmed the perfect artist like biennial man whitney biennial man <laughs> oh my god that has to go in our zine yes <laughs> i mean the the one thing that like freaks me out about this is it's like okay there are these um like emerging to mid-level collectors that are being indoctrinated by these financial advisors who are like encouraging them to think about funding the arts through metrics. And it's like their first introduction to like making these transactions is not like, Oh, what is art? Like, what can art do? They're like, look, the world is your playground you just like go around and see who is popular and then you give them money. And it's just like the art world was a place where you could theoretically like be a freak and like make it and then have some kind of a history. And now it's like, this is basically every other platform yeah. ever. But I, th I think like, it's not so much, a straight line as much as there was this moment in in the post-war world because it just literally didn't matter that much because like i don't think you could really and there was funding yeah as, like as traditional traditional like patronage i i think like sure it funded some freaks just because people a lot more people just never left their village but like the <laughs> yeah we're it kind of comes and goes same as as i don't know justice but the, like <laughs> well people in the comics scene like always talk about annie koyama who of, of course is wonderful and gave me a grant um so no no knock here um it's just it's not sustainable to just like be like look look yeah. look at this wonderful patron of of the arts and and yes and it's like yeah but She's one fucking person. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, if you want... So you get into, like, a group of collectors, and it's like, okay, that's one person, but then you want them all to like you. And then that's where Instagram comes yeah. in. Everybody's, like, hedging their bets now and talking about it, like, well, we want to consider, like, the potential longevity of the market of the artists we're investing in. Like, uh, not... Yeah 
oh, we want to actually think about what we're being told through this art, or we want to participate in the community that is this, this art is coming from. It's like, okay, here's this completely atomized creative that has like algorithmically put together the background for their art in an MFA program. And now they're like trying to work off their debt <laughs> and we're trying to speculate on them. Right. <laughs> It's like, and then here's like a tool that makes it even easier and it's being sold to as like, oh, this is actually really cool because it like helps people connect. Ugh. That's like the classic, like, yeah, this uh, XYZ media platform is great because it helps people connect. No, they're just selling you. You're getting sold as data. And that's like where I start to get frustrated with some criticism of NFTs because they... So, like I'll see I'll see artists who I guess they they tend to also be digital artists but they're not connected to NFTs and they're not connected to the to the larger art world where they'll like talk about like that is exactly the same thing as being replicated with NFTs but like mm. people are trying to say like oh but you know art art <laughs> is like it's it's like it's not scarce or it's like not for money it's like we're not being treated as like tokens or poker chips you know and it's like yes, yes you yes, are, you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that was our take on roll it back art and labor exactly. like yeah. fucking like years ago at this day point one. like yeah. day one with the nft discourse was like this is actually I think indistinguishable it was just 2021 it was. I don't even remember. It was like early 2021, I think. Because I remember that was one of yeah, the episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, we saw it. We called it. And then I, I was like, oh, I'll try to do it anyway. <laughs> you would. You didn't, to your credit. But I love the, the Jerry Saltz thing. I, I had to, like, quote tweet Jerry Saltz because he was like, there's going to be a, a Francis Bacon of NFTs. Oh, yeah. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a, you know... Which, are you beautiful art? Are you fucking serious, though? Francis Bacon survived, like, the most insane tragedies of war and also was, like, a professional interior designer and was, like, a huge masochist. What are the odds that all of those things are going to come together? Oh, and he was, like, a talented linguist. He was, like, a... He was, like, great and, like... I mean, if there was somebody using NFTs who also went through all of that, I'd be like, "Let's see. It. Let me see those NFTs." Yeah. But it's not, yeah. But of course, it's not like well, because my response, my quote tweet was like, "Yeah, yeah, Jer, um, definitely." And you're like, "Room temperature Dunkin' Donuts is gonna taste like good coffee, also." Oh. Like, <laughs> you know? well, because chances are, if somebody's like taking up the whole NFT thing, it's like, okay, well, you are you're probably sitting at a computer. Uh -huh. You're probably like uh -huh. learning how to render on it. You're putting a lot of hours into that. Maybe if there's a war, you like saw a clip of it. <laughs> That's the, the point of NFTs is to sell the technology. It's not to sell the art. It's to sell the technology and to make the 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 standard be backed by be backed by the technology itself. So it's like the price of graphics cards is one-to-one -one connected to the price of crypto like there's no that's it that is a relationship that is like it's like the petrodollar like you can't you can't take it away from the equation it's impossible so it's like by nature the only 
unless someone else is minting the NFT for them, which, (laughs) I mean, maybe they'll get to that point where they're just like putting people into NFT uh, indentured servitude or whatever, but. I would would even say it's like they have very few, um, there are very few ways that you can like have an NFT wallet and uh, it's those specific programs are like the one, you know, it's the, like the guy selling shovels, you know. (laughs) <laughs> the, and the golden shovel really or yeah. no 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 the it, it's like if there's a, a gold rush then the guy who makes oh yes, money yes, is, yes exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, oh i thought you were talking about um well i guess it's the same thing yeah twin peaks return shovel the shit right yeah, yeah i mean yeah <laughs> shovel yourself out of the shit <laughs> So yeah, it's like, yeah. That's it. that is that the, the is one it. who, yeah, the golden shovel. I'm, you shovel yourself out of the I'm shit. I'm doing an infomercial about this golden shovel that you have to buy in order to shovel yourself out of the shit. Yeah. But it's really just burying you deeper into the shit. And it's just me with gold spray paint. Yes. In the woods. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking mark, yeah. multi level marketing scheme. And then alienated people are watching it, and they're like, yes. Exactly. I can apply this to my relationship. <laughs> and I, I guess, I guess like, we can wrap up there. I don't know if we want to pause Oh, wait, here. I want to say one thing. There's, there is truly people who care about art, and some of them have money and some of them don't. But there's people who are like, wow, damn, I never thought about that. That's cool. I want to think about things differently, and I want to use this object to help me think about things. And that rocks. And it's, it's just too rare. Continue to buy art. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> buy art, but also the people who actually like it don't think about it like that. They're like, what is your living circumstance? How are you doing? How can I participate in this? Like, actual patronage where they're like oh your life is important and you're making something that feels like it's gonna change the environment like what if we change the mental environment the spiritual environment what if there was a way to influence people without it being this like really intense jarring like massive electronic download like sorry to be so woo-woo about it but what if there was just this little intimate space where you could like reorder your thoughts and like commune with somebody who was thinking about a thing for a long time like there's still people who want to fund that there's still people who want to participate in it and this is just like why i'm complaining is to protect that yeah they can't destroy it really like they'll try like it'll they'll try and try and try but it's you know it's just like the the mass marketization of of everything and anytime like a market like shifts and changes a lot it it fucks with the people who are doing things on a smaller scale but you know we're very resilient and we rebuild and we find a new space and we keep doing it like and you know we find a better way to do to do like diy or do it together stuff like we we figure it out we (laughs) like in the margins and if you're a collector and you see one of your collector buddies going down the path of like, well, this person has more likes and this person is following this person and this institution is into that institution. Just smack them. Smack them. They're, they're losing their shit. You got to bring them back in. And it's like, dude, what do you care about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all, um, you know, all the collectors listen to 
us for sure yeah so. <laughs> yeah yeah well i hope so i hope some of them hate listen after a while oh that'd be great love you like we're gonna go see the movie earth 2 now <laughs> yeah we're gonna have fun <laughs> so just shout out it's not for another couple hours so we're good but yeah well first we're actually probably gonna eat a bunch of edibles oh and then oh gonna, yeah yeah <laughs> oh god we're gonna have dessert <laughs> uh and we're gonna support this spectacle theater which is like you know a community run like theater that keeps their prices really low and like it is one of these spaces that have held on to their Williamsburg space, like hasn't given in to speculation, hasn't given in to developers. Like it is important to countless people in this city. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's connected to the bookstores in the area too. There's like a whole network of cool lefty bookstores that will never put like the dumb like fad titles like they're never gonna yeah they're like no 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 no. you gotta read this like they know what they're talking about they can like help you around the whole place because they stocked it themselves okay but the amazon bookstore just has whatever the top amazon books are at that given time (laughs) at the front table so you know like it's what's uh popular uh on amazon oh shit yeah amazon has its own larry's list I want to be algorithmly told what to do. (laughs) I don't want to listen to my neighbors or anything. I think that people sometimes are just really, I think people are very desperate for a mainstream. And part of that is being desperate to be told what to like. Dude, I'll tell you what to like. Listen to me. (laughs) I have taste. The mainstream We'll never tell you anything. It's just like, it's like fake. It's like a shadow. Well, it's because I don't think, like, at this point, I don't think it's all manufactured mainstream. Like, maybe it's, mainstream has never existed, but like, mainstream is, (laughs) but I think about this with that attitude of like, oh, if you like unknown things or like unpopular things, then you must be doing it just to be pretentious, Right. you know? And it's the, oh, let people like what they like. And it's like, you like this because you work too much and your little soft brain doesn't want to, like... <laughs> no challenges! Yeah, exactly. No, anyway. I try, I try so hard to get the Disney people out of it. I try so hard. I try to, I'm like, here's my DVD of Haosu. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> there, and it's just spreading, though, too. It's it's really disconcerting to me because, like, the it's like the connection of this is like, oh, who cares if art turns into like a west elm gift shop like oh my god whatever like somebody designed it and it's mass produced and then you just put it in your brain and you're good and like why don't you get some swag from the disney movie and then you have clothes to wear too like you're (laughs) set but like honestly you know you you know it's just if everything is like blighted like monocrops of culture then, like, doesn't that kind of take a little bit of the energy away from your life? Like, doesn't that take a little spontaneity away? Doesn't that take away some hope? Like, what if there was something that made you feel, like, powerful or made you feel participating? Like, I don't know. Like, no, it's a beautiful feeling. Like, and and, and you're told by your job to not partake in it because it's distracting you from from your from your work from your and and your pressures and your everything so it is easy to just throw on the easy the 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 yeah the mass 
like, oh, this is easy, easy. Put on Disney Plus, put on Netflix, whatever. Think for yourself. It's great. It's really wonderful. And just like, if you're too tired to think for yourself, then fight your job. (laughs) Fight your job. Be like, job isn't giving you enough time to do it. Yeah, fight them. Like, you know what? I don't even have free thoughts anymore. Why don't you just stop calling me? (laughs) (laughs) Just try, try, try. I, 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 people are, people try, they'll get out of it. They'll pull out of it. I believe in people. Oh yeah. No, everything is always going to exist and we're going to all have our struggle and we're going to be like, this is how we did it. And it'll be the same for every other generation. But the trick is to just believe that there still is a struggle so that you don't let yourself be flattened by a sea of garbage. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And it's not, you know, and it does it does help immensely to find your local bookstore and see your people. It does help. I th- I think like it takes a lot of convincing to get people um on to to believe that there are no good things or, th- or not that, but like that there is no hope in the future. Um I think it takes a lot of work to convince people that and that's and, and then that's why they have jobs where they know that they're just wasting their talents their time their energy in like in a world where we maybe have like only six generations left and like <laughs> yeah. and i i just have been trying to think to myself like okay well it took a, i i think a lot of people it's very easy to convince them that a better world needs to happen it's just kind of scale like <laughs> Mm-hmm. And art can can be part of that. Yeah. But the, and then there's like there's like the It's not going to be that. Yeah. But no, what it is now is like, oh guys, come to our like interactive VR special that's like going to be in Madison Square and we're all going to put on headsets and Grimes is going to show us the melting ice caps. And it's like, oh Jesus Christ, dude, like <gasps> How does spectacle help you do anything except for feel like your feelings are replaced with whatever they want you to feel? <laughs> yeah, I, people's well, fantasies are like... Spectacle is good and my friend, so I think you need to... Like, <laughs> I mean, we're going to spectacle theater, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the concept of spectacle is very important. Oh, yeah, but... I need it yeah. in my life, and oh, it's important to my... Uh, to relive the same spectacle over and over again yeah. since I was 12 because I haven't been able to rework uh, to figure to, to address all of my traumas it's too hard so I'm just gonna like keep just reabsorbing the stuff I, I was 12 over and over again I understand that just, just get like blasted by the sunlight in that 2007 movie do you know what I'm talking about I'll have to look Does it up. Does the sun go through the person? No, it's like it kind of wants to be. It's like it's like Alien, but um, also just a guy like is like fuck it, and then goes into the sun viewing room. They're right next to the sun. They're supposed to like put a bomb in it to start it up again, and because uh, it's dying, and and so he's like fuck it, and so he goes into the sun viewing room and just like cranks off the like uh the sun glasses on the window and it just gets like eviscerated by light oh that's really important <laughs> yes you need light you need people i like yeah you need 
fantasy too like people's fantasies are like colonized in so many ways and it's just like it's your fantasy yeah exactly it's your fucking fantasy like when you think of the green m M&M, <laughs> we were talking about the okay just to end on this okay bookend it bookend when you think of the green m M&M, what is your fantasy like what who she can be anything she could be anything she doesn't have to yeah. just be when you imagine making sweet love to the green M&M, <laughs> do you just imagine a woman in an M&M costume with, like, a human face sticking out and then just extremely normal pussy? Or do you imagine, like, a chocolate... An a actual lo- candy-coated. A, yeah. 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 Or is there something stranger? Is, she, is, is the chocolate shell hiding something that you couldn't imagine? You know, are you surprised by your own fantasy? Yeah. Well, yeah. God bless. Yeah, think think about that. Like, think about the early um, Star Trek slash fiction writers who had to imagine Spock's dick. Like, wow. that's that's fantasy. Fan- fantasy is, is so many things. It's not. It's so many things, but it's also so much about like what kind of genitals someone has. <laughs> it's just saying the sky's the fucking limit. <laughs> It could be any genitals. It's fine if the green M&M wants to be butch now. It's all right. She can do whatever she wants. But your your fantasy green M&M can still be that forever. <laughs> it can be whatever you want it to be. You can have your own green M&M mindset. Yeah. It's, it's not just because, just because the corporation is saying this is the green M&M now. Your version of the green M&M still exists and, is, and you can have it forever. And you can make doujinshi about it and whatever. So <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> Wait to read Tucker Carlson's Green M&M fan fiction. Oh, yeah, he has it in his diary, and he's like, oh, he puts on one of those little sleep caps that's like a triangle. <laughs> and he puts on like matching pajamas, like he's like in that like um. Bo- Wait, was it bananas in pajamas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. wears those kind of like, <laughs> and then he gets out his diary and he like writes about how much he loves the green M&M. How he wants the green M&M to step on him, step on his tiny <laughs> dick and like spit in his face and like. Yeah, but in like the most loving terms, yeah. like my mistress. <laughs> and it's it's one of those uh, pens that have the f- like f- feather boas on the end oh of it. Oh my God, the little doodlies. Yes, yes, he gives himself little things like that. Men like that definitely do that. They're like, this is my, like, really cool, like, extra, like, pen that looks like a drag queen. But, like, you know, I'm a conservative guy. It's fine. This is just my wacky pen. This is just my wacky pen. Oh, my God, yes. It's like the weird Ralph Lauren polo guys who are always like, these are my salmon-colored shorts. I'm going to the Cape. (laughs) (laughs) Just be gay, dude. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's like yeah, it's like it's like Trump dating Melania or whatever. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh my god, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Uh, I want to go forever about like Trump dating a drag queen and how he wants to be a drag queen and wear so much makeup. But yeah, they just <laughs> just do it, just do it, dude. Yeah, listen. Just do it. Have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. 
Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let